0: This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from LaBelle Edwards Stadium, here's Spencer Linton
1: and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B otherwise known as Lavelle Edwards Stadium today. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, October 2nd. Yeah, wherever, baby. And however Woo. you're connected, great to have you with us. Um, Spencer Linton teamed up once again on a game day yeah. with Jerem Jordan. Hey, BYU football is adding another game to the schedule.
0: Hit it. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. BYU announces
1: they have added San Diego State to the twenty twenty yes, football this. schedule. I love this. On December twelfth, <laughs> in Provo. Oh my gosh, get a get a jacket. At Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Some serious mountain west movement here. This game announcement on the heels of yesterday's Boise State bonus set for November 7th. Holy cow, Jerem, how things can change in 24 hours.
2: We said this was going to happen, this being that BYU would add games in November. It was so obvious. There was one game there. Tom Hommel had said on a, in a tweet on the radio last week, hey, there's flexibility, there are options later. And here we sit with BYU, Boise State, November 7th. By the way, one day later than it was originally scheduled. And then San Diego State, BYU is going to host the Aztecs like they were originally as well. Uh, And yesterday, the Mountain West released its schedule. San Diego State had a TBD on December 12th. That was screaming, hey, they've got someone in the works. And it happens to be BYU. This is the latest game in regular season history for BYU. In 1930, you remember this one, BYU played at Hawaii. On December tenth, so oh, Boney Fuller was a stud. Boney Fuller in that game. had seventy-eight yards rushing. It was a tremendous day. Boise State, November seventh. San Diego State, December twelfth. Here we go. An extended regular season. We thought this could happen. December fifth. I didn't really think about December twelfth being an option, but here we are. I believe the Mountain West Conference championship game is to be held the next week. So I, I love this. Two quality games. I wish that San Diego State had a little more renown nationally. They won ten plus games for the last five years, but only finished ranked once. Boise, but it's a good game, a rivalry of sorts. Boise State definitely a rivalry, a great game always on ESPN. I, I'm happy. Like the BYU schedule is filling out now. Ten games. This is that ten games scheduled to play nine. Hopefully Army gets back on the schedule as well. Let's go, baby. We're going to talk to Tom Homel coming up about the addition of these two. Is there another game to add
1: or two down the road as well? Now, correct me if I'm wrong with the addition of San Diego State. There are 10 games. Army would be an 11th, right? I, I don't remember. Is that 11? Yeah. Then,
2: okay, so it's playing 10. Yes. 11 there. Okay, so maybe one more? BYU still
1: has openings on November 14th, November, November 28th, 28th, and December 5th.
2: Yeah, so there are three spots where BYU could play. I, I'm stoked. We're going to ask Tom all kinds of questions. Fans in the stands, uh, you know, after this week, like what's what's the situation? There's a lot to discuss, and so we're going to talk to Tom coming up in the next segment.
1: Yeah, today's show lineup not only includes that, but it also includes this question: Did the Mountain West Conference just give BYU football their desired roadmap to a New Year's Six bowl game? Uh, Rocky
2: Long was right. BYU can't put together a schedule without the Mountain West. Apparently, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> as Jerem has mentioned. And I have mentioned a few times Tom Hulmo will join us live to discuss his very eventful last 24 hours and the new additions, not to mention when and if fans can return to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, plus our game notes to help you be the smartest BYU fan in the room and prop picks for tonight's showdown with Louisiana Tech. Here are today's BYU Sports Station headlines.
2: The ball night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, number 22. BYU hosts Louisiana Tech for the first time ever between the two, both 2-0, top six in scoring offense early in the season. BYU Radio's Cougar pregame live begins at 7 Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff coming up at 8 Eastern.
1: How about our Cougars in the NFL? Six former Cougars take the field this weekend with their respective NFL squads, including Taysom Hill and the 1-2 New Orleans Saints, hoping to right the ship against the lowly Detroit Lions Sunday, 11 Eastern on Fox Sports. Daniel Sorensen and the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs host the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Sunday, 225 on CBS. Fred Warner, Ziggy Ansah, and the 49ers, new teammates, will take on Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football NBC. Can
2: we zoom in to the cutout next to Jim McMahon there? We cannot. It's Spencer's dad. Yeah. Kent, which is pretty cool. Pretty fantastic. New new cutouts in the stands uh, today. Addition additions. Pretty cool to have your dad in there, man. Oh, man. That's awesome.
1: You're telling me. What what a a cool thing.
2: The Indiana Pacers are looking at Yoli Childs as a second round selection, according to Indy Cornrows. Didn't know that existed until today. (laughs) Childs is projected to go in the second round by NBA Draft Net. Indiana has the 54th pick. Wait for it. A child of the corn. Oh! <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. John, <laughs> children of O'Corn yes. from Houston. A yoli <laughs>
1: child <laughs> Very of the nice. corn. Very nice. It has to happen now. Go Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All
0: rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports
1: Nation. <laughs> I need to recover from that. Holy cow. San Diego State and Ugh. Boise State on the BYU football schedule, bringing the season total to 10 scheduled games. Hopefully Army, if not somebody That's else gets 11. on there.
2: Yeah,
1: BYU <laughs> schedule, 12 games? Let's go. Yeah, one more. We'll talk to Tom. We're going to ask him. Jerem, the question of questions today, I believe, is did the Mountain West Conference just save BYU's 2020 season? Okay, save means
2: you needed help in some way. And the BYU schedule, I think, did need some help in terms of if, one, BYU just playing it all is awesome, right? The fact that BYU's playing and has been playing from the beginning has been fantastic. And look at the way BYU's playing. This is really fun right now. Enjoy it. Hopefully it lasts the whole season. BYU's got a schedule until November that lends itself to being won by the Cougars every game. Now, Boise State's challenge. San Diego State's team that beat BYU last year, 13-3 in San Diego. The Aztecs lost some notable defenders from a top-five defense. This is now a game that BYU can and should win on December 12th. Look but how it, good that schedule looks now. But now it looks way better. Look, literally yesterday, Boise State and San Diego State were not on that. And bang, BYU's got the one. The only thing we're missing on our schedule, because it can handle 12, right, is December 5th and November 28th. There are openings, as we mentioned. So November 14th, November 28th, and December 5th, there's an opportunity there for another game. Oh, by the way, BYU's going to have seven home games. Seven home games. This means BYU, I still think it's a one-loss or no-loss season looking at that schedule given the way BYU's played. But the Mountain West has certainly helped BYU. Listen, they both need each other. Yes. They just do. Admit it. I know they're divorced, but they still hang out sometimes. The Mountain West Conference conveniently
1: made their top two teams available if they have a special season to try and make a statement sure. at the end of 2020.
2: What if BYU is a 1-0 or zero loss uh, team with a ranking that's going to be a notable win, right, for Boise State or for San Diego State? I don't think San Diego State's in the running for best G5. Boise State is always in the running for best G5, but it's more, it's more Cincy and Memphis, right, that are, that are kind of in that UCF as well. I wonder if UCF's still an option. I wonder if UCF is still an option. I I think it's probably good enough, though, that if BYU runs the table, that they're in the conversation. But if you really want to put yourself over the top, like no doubt, if UCF or something like UCF could be added, that's great. I don't know what kind of rescheduling opportunity is going to be there in the three spots, but it seems like Tom is still waiting on one of those. Yes. And we'll ask him coming up, like, are you still hoping to add a team equal to or better than Boise State, San Diego State? Should this team be in position to need a get us over the hump? What, what is it that uh, ESPN sets up in college hoops? They'll do like a bracket buster. They'll be yes. like, all right, Butler and St. Mary's or whatever. That's what BYU is kind of looking at in November and December, where Boise State and San Diego State will bolster a schedule where, yeah, it's cool to beat Troy and UTSA and Texas State and so on. But when you look at it and you go, okay, Navy, Houston, Boise State, San Diego State, maybe Army. Ooh. That's, that's as good of a schedule as any other group of five would have put out. But again, BYU not a group of five access team. They, are, they have to out at large a power five team. But this certainly helps. This helps a ton. I'm stoked about what's ahead for BYU. They have a lot to look forward to in November now.
1: A New Year's 6 bowl game buster weekend on December 12th, potentially with San Diego State. Again, BYU has scheduled the top two teams projected in the Mountain West Conference. It's not going to get much better than that. They have Houston. They're okay. UCF or Cincinnati would be the only other teams that would add. And Memphis. And Memphis that would add luster to BYU's potential group of five opponents. If you can't get a power five. And there is still possibility for that. We did an Instagram Live yesterday, and I brought this up, so let's talk about it again here. There is no margin for error with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten when they come back to play. They're trying to play eight games in eight weeks, and the Pac-12 is trying to play seven games in seven weeks. If there is any inkling or issue with COVID-19, then there is going to be a team or a few teams that are going to be looking for an immediate opponent. And hopefully... BYU is available, whether it's November 14th, November 28th, or December 5th, to say, hey, we'll take another game, and they get that Power 5 opponent. If not, Army, let's go. Marshall, whatever, let's go. I think BYU has done enough now to toughen up the schedule to make a legitimate case to be in the New Year's Six, if they run the table. Right,
2: if they run the table. A one-loss BYU team with this schedule... I don't think, has a chance at the New York. City. really. It'd be ranked. Right, right. And I'm not going to be, you know, disappointed. I'll take a one-loss season every stinking year. I'm not going to complain about that. I still think two losses on this schedule is a disappointment at this point. Again, it's early, I know. But based on what we've seen and how BYU's played, it's like, oh, man. BYU's favored by 24. BYU... I don't, th- I don't know that they'll be favored at Boise State, but I think it, it's going to be a pretty close one. Sure, line.
1: it might be a toss-up game.
2: Like, right now, may- maybe it's BYU by a point just because they played two games. Well, and ESPN's
1: Football Power Index, I think, gives BYU about a 60% chance to win that game. Is that, that because that's surprising. it'll only be Boise State's third game and BYU will have been rolling? Well,
2: yeah, like, Boise State was a preseason top 25 team and they haven't played, so they, they are in the irrelevant category right now in terms of they're forgotten. But once Boise State starts playing and doing their thing, this is still Boise State. BYU's they, never won up there. They've never won up there. Three one-point losses, which is just stupid. But oh, by the way, these two games, Zach Wilson revenge tour games. Let's talk about it. 2018, Boise State freshman Zach Wilson, BYU's down five. They get down to the goal line. He takes a sack. Eats it, clock expires. That was a freshman mistake. I dare say the biggest mistake Zach Wilson has on the field as a Cougar. He has a chance to avenge that by going and winning this year. San Diego State last year, Zach comes back against Idaho State, later plays San Diego State. It's later revealed that he can't grip the ball fully because after he broke his thumb against Toledo, he's not, he doesn't have the same grip. Not healthy. It's not a top-five defense. Zach Wilson's better. BYU should be favored and win that game. It's the Zach Wilson revenge tour against these two Mountain West teams.
1: I love it. I only have one issue with the San Diego State game. It's not in San Diego
2: (laughs) on December 12th. Hey, see this sunshine and, like, general (laughs) excitement, people in T-shirts down there painting the field? Yeah, that ain't going to be the case on December 12th. If
1: we get to December and they're like, hey, it's uh, terrible weather in Utah, can we just switch to San Diego? (laughs) No. That would totally be cool with that.
2: Seven home games for BYU. This is awesome. This is what Virginia does every year. In Notre
1: Dame. Alabama. They'll play eight home games a year. This is awesome, right? This is great. Home game number two tonight for BYU against Louisiana Tech, which brings us to our question of the day. What is your bold prediction for tonight's BYU game against the Bulldogs of La Tech? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in
1: Colonel underscore James83 on Twitter. BYU makes the winning score in the first quarter (laughs) and runs away with a victory of 55-14, three quarterbacks playing significant minutes.
2: If BYU doesn't blow out Louisiana Tech, people will be disappointed. That's the, the, the standard BYU has set up, which is awesome but
1: dangerous. What qualifies as a blowout? Right. What qualifies as a Because I've said 17
2: plus, but it feels
1: like 24 The line's plus. 24, so does it have to be 24 or more? I don't know, man. Remember when BYU won games by just scoring 24 points? Now we're asking BYU to win, win by, by 24. 24.
2: Well, look at the competition. Louisiana Tech's sneaky, though. I, I, I think BYU wins and wins comfortably, but mm, margin. Coming up, BYU Athletic Director Tom Hummel joins us to discuss the scheduling announcements of Boise State and San Diego State.
1: And are there any other scheduling surprises still to come? When can fans come back? The athletic director joins us next
0: on BYU Sports Nation. There's your dad, bro. BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Do you
2: want to watch the Cougars warm up tonight? No fans in the stands. You can be a fan virtually in the stands, if you will, by watching Countdown to Kickoff tonight, 8 Eastern. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and, and the only man allowed in the stands tonight, <laughs> Spencer Linton. <laughs> On BYU TV and the free BYU TV Just
1: hanging out with my cardboard cutout crew.
2: Like, I'll be here, but I can't go in the stands like you. I don't have the same access. Obviously, I'm not on the programs
1: either. So, we'll see if you're on the program again. I'll I'll find the program again tonight and look. I'll do my best to remain socially distanced while I'm in the stands. From me. I'm like like
2: 10 feet away from you right now. (laughs) Which is what we should be normally. Due to smell. I love
1: Friday game days. <laughs> There's so much
2: juice. Because we get Great. to do
1: the show here. I it's love it. It's just Let's, really enjoyable.
2: And uh, two weeks from today we'll be here as well. You'll be in Houston, and uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium will be uh, the the spot for us as well as we get ready for Canada kickoff.
1: Seven home games right now. Three visiting games. Uh, Stuart Mandel chiming in saying BYU just dramatically Upgrades upgraded its schedule. their schedule. Yeah. Boise State, San Diego. This was
2: great. BYU, BYU is a legit contender for something special at the end of the year. Should they go undefeated, the schedule is good enough.
1: Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, always happy to have him on the show, BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo. Tom, how much influence do you have on which cardboard cutouts earn a seat in Lavelle Edwards Stadium for games with no fans?
3: No, no, I'm just hoping I can get into the stadium tonight. I hope I have the proper <laughs> credential. I would, I would hope so, gosh.
2: Yeah, and we're taking a look at these. These are nice. I know a lot of True Blue heroes were added, uh, some of the fans, and, and they'll be continued to be added, which is great. But, uh, Tom, let's talk about the news at hand. Boise State yesterday added to the schedule November 7th. San Diego State on December 12th. This, up, th- this is an upgrade to the schedule. Uh, what does it mean to have those two games added?
3: I think we're very fortunate sometimes, you know, the Providence and the luck and four leaf clovers and everything where the Mountain West conference is a regional school, a regional uh, league for us. And it's nice to be able to have those games as non-conference games, you know, year in and year out as an independent, but in a year like 2020 with COVID and they're not there and we have to go far and wide to find teams and then to have them come back and then you know they're going to go conference only. But it was just such a blessing to have these little caveats where Boise and San Diego just happened to be available and we're able to squeeze them in. It's beautiful. I love it.
1: How long were you in conversations and discussions with Boise State and San Diego State before <laughs> these things actually became a, a reality?
3: Not long. Things are moving at the speed of sound right now. <laughs> and when there's a cancellation anywhere, as you saw, I can't remember the exact teams, but it was about two weeks ago, two teams got canceled on, and then they tried to put a game together in a week where they'd play each other. And those are what's, that's what's happening. And I, I think I've said it before that good for them. If they're going to try to get their guys to play games against each other and you can make it work. Now, they couldn't make it work, but they tried. And we're very, very fortunate that the Mountain West Conference was able and willing. They didn't. They could have easily just said, no, we're not going to do that. But it made sense for them, for the conference and for Boise and for um, San Diego State. And it allowed some real intricacies with the Air Force Academy. So kudos to the Mountain West Conference for putting this, making this happen.
2: Boise State ends up on the same weekend it would have been originally, just a day later, which is interesting. And then December 12th with San Diego State in Provo, that's going to be a, a cold one, but one that where this regular season extends out, that'll be the latest regular season game in BYU history, by the way. So what went into the dates on those two?
3: Well, first of all, with the Boise State game, that happened to be the weekend that Air Force was playing Army. And I've said this before that I think it's kind of a really cool thing in our country that the service academies are going to play if they can at all. And I heard earlier on the season, about three months ago, that if every school, every conference in the country shut down, Army was going to play Navy Period. It, it was really seriously at one point in time. It was going to be the one college football game that was going to pl- uh, be played regardless. They might have had to play it on an aircraft carrier, but it was going to be played. And I think, I think that's really, I, I just like the feel of that. It didn't come down to that, but the thought that those two great schools, and then Navy, you throw Air Force into that. And so because there's an even number of schools in the Mountain West Conference, when Air Force goes out to play Army, it leaves one team with a bye or an open date. And that's where they, the conference, the Mountain West Conference was able to slide us in. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo with us on BYU Sports Nation.
2: Yeah, and then December 12th is an interesting date for San Diego State as well in in the extended season here. Was was playing in San Diego ever an option, or did you want to fulfill that in Provo since that was a game that was scheduled originally as well here at home?
3: Yeah, that's accurate, Jerem. It it would have maybe made more sense to do it in San Diego because of the weather possibilities, but the games that were... Um, postponed this year on a regular, normal 2020 schedule. We're making those up, and they're going to be played, but you're talking about anywhere from 2025 to 2030, 31. And so to take a Boise State game and a San Diego State game and have to play those way down the road, it was complicated. So to be able to you know, have them on the schedule, haven't been played, but they're on the schedule, Um, it does a lot for us to be able to just get back to some normalcy with scheduling.
1: Tom, 10 games scheduled. Army is still kind of floating out there. Uh, What is the possibility of rescheduling with uh, the black Knights? Let's say on November
3: 28th. That's a great question. Anything is possible, whether it's going to happen or not. It's just way too early to tell. We've, we've been in conversations because we'd like to do it, but there's so many what ifs or we have to be able to have that crystal ball. We can plan. And I think the key thing is there are contingencies. And I think conferences are figuring out now they've left some open dates. We'll probably have to see that happen. And I'd love to see it. And we'll, we'll just have to see. I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath on it. But I think that if, if it can happen, it will happen.
2: How late can the season go? We don't know with bowl games kind of the situation, but is December 12th the last date of a regular season game, or could you play a regular season game on the 19th with someone who's not in a title game that week?
3: You know, I really don't know the answer to that. I thought December 5th was going to be the <laughs> last regular season game. And, uh, and we, were, we wouldn't probably play a home game on December 12th, or excuse me, December 5th. But it's predicated, Jerem, on the conference championship games. Um, Could you play a game after a conference championship game if you weren't moving on? I don't know. Anything goes this year. So I don't think that looks practical. And I would say that December 12th would more than likely be our last regular season game.
1: Tom Hulma with us on BYU Sports Nation. Tom, is it your intention and desire to schedule and play 12 games?
3: I think initially that would have been the dream. And then realistically, I was hoping we could get three or four. (laughs) I never wanted to say that. I didn't want to come out of my house. But um, but look, look, it's – it's a humbling, humbling experience for us in college football to to be playing. And look, we have whatever the number of games that's scheduled now. They're scheduled. I think right now the focus for me is trying to play the games. And there's so much that's going into playing the games. I think this this there's a lot more respect for the COVID virus amongst. Athletic leagues and teams and coaches and players now because before there is just such an unknown now it's real you see you know individuals being positive you see various effects you see cancellations you see these incredible testing protocols. And everybody, it's got everybody's attention in college athletics right now. And you're going to see changes in protocol. You're going to see changes in testing. And you'll see some changes in scheduling that adapt to all these new nuances.
2: There are three open dates still on the schedule in theory, uh, to Spencer's point, about perhaps getting a 12th game scheduled uh, on November 14th, the 28th, and December 5th. Are you, are you passively looking at adding aggressively or not at all with those three?
3: Um, good choices. I'm not sure what the adjective would be, but I would say, um, my, my numbers out there, everybody knows my number. (laughs) And I call around when I see little, little cracks in a schedule somewhere down the road, we talk a lot. There's a lot of conversations that take place that lead to nowhere, but it's possible. And so I don't know, Jordan. It's a very good question. To have those open dates, they're there for a reason. In a regularly scheduled uh, season, you wouldn't have opens. They're called buys. There's no such thing as a buy now. <laughs> it's an open week that you could possibly play either a makeup game or a slide in new game. So it's all new.
2: Does your patience in waiting with one game in November until literally yesterday, do you feel validated with this in that you were able to get two quality games in November when originally, when the schedule came out, it was like, we kept saying, it's so obvious that always going to add something in November. We don't know what. And then Craig Thompson says, hey, boy, State's a possibility. You go, okay, wow. Do you feel validated in the patience you had to get good games in November?
3: No, not really. I mean, I, I just think that, um, I think that Kalani and I had a good attitude about it. And we, we got together a lot in the early days when we didn't have any games. And and we just, I tried to explain to him what the scenarios look like. Good, bad, and ugly. And he knew it. And so just, he would talk to his staff and give me feedback about his team. And then we would slowly start to add the games. And it's like I'm saying, it's not anything about other than giving these kids an opportunity to play. And they've been so grateful. I, I I love this team. You know, every time they play a game, we play two now. When I when the game's over, I I just like say a prayer. I'm just so grateful that these kids can play. And then we just turn one page. We don't start looking at the future chapters. We turn a page because there's gonna be a COVID test the next day. And I'm I'm serious. That's Kalani and I, we look to the next day. And I have a little bit of a periscope out to the future, and we're just we're trying. But look, to make it sound like I have any kind of strategy, you're giving me more credit than I deserve. It's just mainly about it's about connections and about people trying. And and anytime if someone's gonna shed it on me, I'm gonna say thank you, Mountain West. Thank you, Army, thank you, Navy. Thank you. I could say that to a hundred people. And some of them are people that I've talked to that we're not going to play. Thank you, Greg Byrne at Alabama for talking with me on 12 phone calls that (laughs) didn't allow, it didn't, it didn't end up in anything, but you know what? Right now we look at each other and go, we're smiling and going, Hey, we're playing. You got a good team, Greg. Hey, you're playing good games, Tom. And, and I think that there's some kind of camaraderie, and there's some beauty in the college athletic part of it that we haven't really examined in recent years. I think COVID brings out some tough, tough situations, but there's some real beautiful things that come out of it, and that's that's what Kalani and I are trying to do, is is make some beauty out of the ashes.
1: The man with the most expensive phone bill at BYU, Tom Holmo, <laughs> is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, let's talk about your team, Tom, because, uh, yeah, ranked 22nd. All the conferences are back in, so it feels like a legit poll now. they are trying to get to 3-0 and for the first time since 2014. Do you like the hype? Do you prefer this type of hype for your team after just two games?
3: First of all, you called it my team. This is our team, baby this is our team and i've never felt it more it's funny there's no there's nobody in the stands and i've never felt like this is more our team cougar nation it's another one of the positives about this season but i'm going to answer that question and i i need to keep a focus on this like look as you and i we you, the, two, the three of us talk a lot this is our business this is our game we look way way deeper but we're fans you know, when I see you guys after games and we have a big win, we're high-fiving and jumping in the air and dislocating my shoulder on you. <laughs> we, have fun, we have fun with it because we're fans. But, you know, so I, I try not to get too wound up because we have a lot of responsibilities to keep uh, grounded. And especially now, hey, look at the players love to play. They love the attention. But, you know, sometimes BYU teams are not great in adversity. I, I mean, excuse me. I think our teams are really good in adversity, but sometimes we stumble in prosperity. And if there's any message that I would like to say right now is keep your eye on the prize. <laughs> we have Louisiana tech tonight and it's adverse. Look at the adversity. These are our, our guys have played through. They've gone through more than most teams that go through. Let's face it. But with all the hype around it right now, uh, because of you guys, which I love, but I just hope that our guys realize this is a season of adversity. And if you, can, if you can fight your way through the adversity, beautiful things are going to end up at the end of the road. But it's not going to be there if you stumble and fall because there's so much prosperity.
2: Okay, we'll mention the New Year's Six only four out of five days a week. Okay, Is that, is, is, is that okay? <laughs> we'll slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about fans in the stands. Obviously, the state of Utah will, will uh, govern this or not. This was, If this is the last game with no fans for now, then we'll look to fi- uh, hear what the state of Utah wants to do. When will that be figured out for next Saturday's game?
3: Uh, next week because they'll have to start doing that and preparing for – the game and so we we base it on the governors which will be midweek sometime early in the week but we also have to be able to start to make those tickets available so it's a little bit of an intricate situation of waiting patiently with how the governor and the committees the the health um, departments and byu um, get together and work through that but that will be something that will handle after this game and I, 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 we all are hoping we've built various scenarios where we'd have no fans, some fans and quite a few fans I mean, hopefully, we're hoping for the best and we'll do what they allow us to do.
1: Having a great conversation with BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo on BYU Sports Nation. When did you dislocate his shoulder
2: by the way, that was news to me Jeez. Well, I take, have it, been, take it I easy. I have
1: been lifting, sorry about that Tom, <laughs> I hope you're feeling okay <laughs> uh let's let's uh discuss uh, the goal or the number of fans that you would like to have in the stands at some point this season. Is there a target mark out there? Cuz I know that 6,000 were going to be in the stadium uh for the first game that didn't happen obviously. So is there a target that you are hoping for or aiming for still?
3: More. <laughs> I I seriously I think that the collaboration of all the people that are working on putting fans in the stands comes down to, and the only way I can describe it is scenarios, where we have to be prepared for the various ones. I mean, as I look at your background right there, the best case scenario is to fill it up. I mean, snowflakes falling on December 12th with a packed house against San Diego State. I'm a dreamer. Let's go. That's how I see that stadium. But that's a scenario. It's a It's a big you know, a hairy, audacious goal. But realistically, for the next game against uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, we're looking at none, and then 6,000, which was the uh, original agreed upon, and then there's another scenario. And so could we get to the plan C? I hope so. I really do. But I, I think the most realistic one is Get people in the stands and start off with people in the stands, no matter what that number is.
2: Yeah, having at least six next week would be incredible. What's being done with the program now, Tom, after the Army game was postponed due to some COVID issues to avoid that situation the rest of the year, if possible?
3: Um, really just shoring up the protocols, learning more about the research that's going on across the country. This is... Um, um, work in progress. And I think everybody knows that. It's very frustrating for everyone to not quite understand all the details of quarantine, isolation, contact tracing. I think I should get an honorary PhD in epidemiology by the (laughs) end of this season. I don't want one, but I'm learning way more than I ever dreamt I'd want to know about that field. But we all know that We're doing everything we can. And I think our medical crew has been exemplary in setting a protocol from scratch. We didn't really know where to go. We had some assistance from the NCAA and Dr. Brian Heinlein, but as we've gone, we've adapted based on best practices of the professional groups, professional leagues, of international leagues, of collegiate conferences, And there's great collaboration amongst the medical staffs and training staffs in college athletics. We're learning from these postponements that other people have. People may have learned from our postponement because it was an early one with Army. And so we're doing the best we can. And I think that even though you're still hearing of postponements, I really honestly think that we've done enough now I'm talking association-wise, where we've probably held off some postponements based on increased levels of knowledge and application with testing and safety. Uh,
1: Tom, I think it goes without saying, uh, you and the athletic department at BYU have done nothing short of miraculous to make all this happen. It's just been a wild ride, and uh, I can't tell you how excited we are to be in the stadium for a third game in early October. It just, it, you say you're a dreamer. I, uh, we were dreaming and hoping that this would be the case you and can, we're here.
2: You can say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. You know <laughs> what I'm saying?
3: Okay, John. Um, <laughs> hey, look, we are all in this together. I, and, and I said it before on Cougar Nation. And part of it is the, the local chapter of Cougar Nation You know, it's about getting into the stands or if you can travel to get to not every Cougar Nation member can get into the stands, but they're watching on TV, they're listening to Sports Nation, they're following somehow, some way. But the reality right now for next week is everybody's got to chip in. You got to wear your mask. You got to wear your mask and you got to still keep social distance. And even though people are saying, nah, 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 yeah. And that's one of the things that's helped is you cannot go to an athletic facility now and see people being sheepish about it. It's just part of a daily life right now. But there's a lot of people in this community right now, obviously looking at the numbers that are not buying it. And we need, if you're a Cougar fan, do your part, do your part. Cause our our players are begging for everyone that wants to get in this stadium to do your part. And I'm telling you, when we let people in the stadium, it's going to be very disciplined. We're not going to let people come in here without masks and we'll we'll do the social distancing and we'll do the things that at that date in time that the health department asks us to do and mandates it for us to happen. And if we do that, it allows us to turn the page and go on to the next day.
1: Tom, so great to catch up with you. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to survive the madness uh, of uh, (laughs) the coming (laughs) weeks and scheduling and uh, look forward to seeing you around masked up and socially distanced.
3: Cool. I like your attitude, guys. Thanks so much for helping. Push us along.
1: You got it. Tom Holmo, BYU Athletic Director on the Deseret First Credit Union. Not line Deseret First. You know why we show how.
2: We learned a lot there. That was great. And uh, we'll break it down coming up. Also, do you want to sound smart while watching the game tonight? Well, you can read some stuff. Or you can just watch the next segment or the segment after that where we give you some game
1: notes. Is BYU going to get 12 games on the schedule? Did Tom Holmo just tell us he's still trying to legitimately get 12 on the schedule? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Welcome back to
1: BYU Sports Nation. He is Jeremiah Spencer. It is a game day. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, Jerem, one question for it all. What is the biggest thing you took away from our conversation with Tom Homo?
2: That at one point, he thought three or four games was going to be what BYU got on the season. Here we are sitting at 11 scheduled, 10 to be played. If, if they get Army, it's 11. Also, he did talk to Alabama. 12 Greg, times. Greg Byrne was the AD at Arizona, by the way, when BYU played him a couple times last few years. That They legitimately tried to get Alabama in game one.
1: My biggest takeaway is the realization that they literally are turning the page from one day to the next. I thought that was uh, really, really poignant of time to, po- to point out and say, hey, w- we can't afford to. Like, we're, we're to the next COVID test. We might we, not be able we, to play. We next, go by you know, the next COVID test. It's until
2: they kick. That's how we know when the game's going to be played. Incredible.
1: Coming up, greater margin of victory tonight,
2: BYU or the Lakers? <laughs> Prop picks are in the hole.
1: And if you want to be the smartest BYU fan in your room at your watch party, then you need to pay attention to our Game Notes segment. This
0: is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Two hours before the game, BYU Radio has pregame coverage, starting with your boy Jason Shepard, not pictured, and Riley Nelson. Get ready for Louisiana Tech and BYU. The game, of course, with Gregor Bell and Mitchell Jurgens joining the crew in post-game coverage. It all starts at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio in the free BYU TV app, BYU Radio app.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in the studio, LES. Yes, we are live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium and are hoping to make all of you really, really smart, educated BYU fans before they kick off against Louisiana Tech with our game notes Presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Jerem, kick us off in our game notes. BYU
2: is number two in scoring offense and defense, 51.5 points per game to five. I
1: have that as excellent. So we should anticipate the BYU beats Louisiana Tech tonight 52 to 6. Uh,
2: right? I don't know if it's going to be that, <laughs> but maybe.
1: How about this? A BYU win would give the Cougars their first 3 and 0 start since 2014, which takes us to more research in our stat of the day.
0: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
1: 3 and 0 starts are uncommon. BYU has only started 3-0 three times in the last 27 years. 2014, 2008 in the quest for perfection, and 2001 against a really easy schedule. It's crazy. When you don't play any Power Fives, you win games. Wild! Well, and to that note, Jerem, BYU has not opened a season against three straight G5 opponents since nineteen 1990- ninety five or yeah. four. This, yeah, 26 this, years.
2: This is not my preference. I would rather play three P5s a year, maybe a fourth. Okay, uh, another one. The Cougars boast four players who are putting up 100 plus all-purpose yards per game right now. Gunnar Romney, Dax Mill, Lopini Katoa, and Tyler Algier. That's awesome. The top two receivers and running backs. Normally, BYU has zero or one of these. They have four right now.
1: You want to know how to get your team into the rankings? Uh, yeah, have yards and points. Contributions like that. Margin. Holy cow. Margin. BYU has scored 13 touchdowns this season and given up one. That's gnarly. Scored 13, given up one. Zach Wilson has thrown fewer incompletions than BYU has scored touchdowns.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. He's having such a good year. Louisiana Tech has a takeaway in 19 straight games. That's an FBS high right now. So expect La Tech to get a takeaway tonight. BYU needs to protect the ball, though. We've talked about it last week. That's how you let a, uh, an opponent that you should beat stay in the game. You give the ball away. Uh, but that's not the only thing I think Louisiana Tech would need, but it'd certainly help.
1: Well, and that is the perfect segue into my next game note. BYU through two games is a combined minus one <laughs> in the turnover margin. It just doesn't matter. It, they, but, they have created all their own success without yes. turnovers.
2: Yes. Next one. Phil Robertson of uh, Duck Dynasty was a starting quarterback at Louisiana Tech over Terry Bradshaw for two years. We talked about it yesterday. Incredible fact. He could sling it, man. He could throw it 65 yards. And then he would get his duck whistle out, and then he would signal it, and all these ducks would fly in. And Look, we even have a picture. Fantastic.
1: Listen, he would uh, throw four touchdown passes, pinpoint accuracy, and then he would go hunting with pinpoint accuracy. I mean, yeah, yeah. And uh, pull in enough meat for the winter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> love Phil. Love Terry. That's great. Carl Malone, of course, went to Louisiana Tech as well. Although, Carlson, the stands and, and LaTex equipment put a LaTex sweatshirt on him. That is hilarious. I think they, they took a picture
1: and took it off. <laughs> they went over there. That's funny. All right. Uh, finally, BYU, the average time of possession. You want to know why the defense is so fresh and so good, Jerem? Because they're never on the field.
2: They're they, just not. They're on the yeah. field
1: 20 minutes a game right now. That's it. Th- think about how much
2: uh, scholarship money they're getting per minutes played. It's high. The defense is, like, working barely at all. They're getting three and outs. It's walking two, out the, the
1: two-to-one ratio of time on the field for the offense compared to the defense.
2: Another one. Jake Oldroyd has 35 kicks in two games. Let me explain. He has 18 kickoffs. Mm-hmm. 18 to four, by the way, for the opponents. 13 <laughs> PATs and four field goals. He's a busy man. 35 kicks? Wow. And all of them have been good money. 12 touchbacks, by the way. 4-4 field goal, 13-13 for 13 P.A.T. Jake the make. Is he back? Yeah, he's back. We right need man. him to be good in the back half again, though. Let's go. Coming
1: up, a special rise and shout-out. And our prop picks for tonight's game against Louisiana Tech. Three-way tie between you, me, and Jason Shepard going into this. Big money or not. Uh, what? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with a daily reminder. Our show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
2: And there's a podcast. Maybe you're listening to it now. But if not, you can Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Let's bring in the voice of BYU Sports Nation, Ben Bagley, for our prop picks. BYU-Louisiana Tech, what do you have for us, Ben?
0: Well, going into this, everybody's tied up at seven. Can't believe you all got that that point. Hey, it, hey, it makes it more exciting. It, right? Absolutely, it does. Context. Hey, let's start out with here. Prop pick number one, greater margin of victory tonight. BYU or the Lakers?
2: This one's easy, BYU. Uh, I think the Lakers will still win by a decent margin, but it's not going to be... Twenty-four plus. Yeah, are the Lakers? Are the
1: Lakers a twenty-four-point favorite against the Heat? Doubt it. No. Yeah, this this one's an easier one. BYU will win by the greater margin tonight against Louisiana Tech. Jason says the Lakers. By the way, he does. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He
2: thinks
0: they'll just destroy the Heat. Maybe. Jason's trying to break that tie. Drag it out. Yeah. Yeah. Not in his favor. Uh, Prop pick number two. Or BYU penalties against, or more penalties tonight against BYU, or Neil Pau receptions.
2: I I do want Neil, do want Neil Pau to get in the mix a little more, but I'm going with BYU penalties. I think they'll just have a couple procedural things. They've only had three penalties in two games, which is incredible. I I think that doesn't hold up.
1: Neil just needs four catches <laughs> okay. because there will be
2: three or fewer yes. penalties i think that BYU That's will have so three few. or
1: three or fewer penalties no no fans they seem to be like super ultra focused and not make mistakes because there are no fans in the states i think that plays into it for interesting. real interesting so three or fewer penalties I, I think neil could have four catches tonight yeah
0: so i I'm would love am go, gonna go with neil neil to, Pau. i want neil to break out a little more he can do more Kay. jason joins you with neil on that pick spencer Pick three. Will BYU be plus or minus in the turnover battle tonight? Ooh.
2: I'll go plus. I think BYU holds on to it. La Tech will still get one, but BYU forces at least two
1: turnovers tonight. I'm playing for the push here, Jerem. Oh, you're playing for a push? I think. Oh, it to will get be... the point if it's a push. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I think it will be even That's tonight. aggressive. We call you the Tom Homo of... Prop picks even tonight wow. between Louisiana okay. Tech and BYU.
2: Listen, you, if you got the coin toss, you would take the ball. That's how aggressive that was. <laughs> you're,
0: you're the chip, Lindsay. <laughs> Number four, or BYU punts or Cougars with 100 yards rushing <laughs> or receiving. <tonight? laughs> Listen to the question you just asked. That's
2: insane. Okay, uh, it's gonna be punts. I think BYU punts it 3-10.
1: Okay. Even if BOE has two punts, is BOE going to have more than two players with 100 yards rushing or receiving? Wow, the standard's so high it's right now. super high. Wow. I'm going punts. Like that's the safe play? Like, the market on good things for BOE football is just crazy. It's like the Utah real estate market. This right? this is the safe play? Go yeah. with punts. But watch, yes. it's going to be like, I know. There'll be 3 Algier goes off. Enrico's going to punt twice. Isaac Rex gets a 50 (laughs) and a 60-yarder. Dances his way to two penalties. Uh, Are we consensus on that pick, Ben?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's consensus. It's so far out there, even Jason (laughs) won't. That's how you know it's nuts. Last one. More Kavika-Fanua tackles or rushing attempts. Oh, gosh.
2: He's playing both ways. I go rushes. I think BYU's in a position where he's rushing the ball at the end. He and Miles Davis bust out your trumpet enjoy that. If
1: BYU is blowing out Louisiana Tech late, then Kavika Fanua and Miles Davis would be the running backs. Yes. And Kavika's not playing as much on defense? One, because the defense is not on the field. Right. They're only on the field for 20 minutes a game! Right. Like There's fewer opportunities to make tackles than potentially get rushes late in the game if BYU's up big. And Miles
2: Davis might get more of those anyway. Rushes. Okay. I love that there's a dude named Miles Davis on BYU's team. That's awesome.
1: We need to play that up way more. He is very cool. Our question of the day. Uh, What is your bold prediction for BYU against Louisiana Tech? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. It actually comes from Eric Mateos. (laughs) Yeah, you you, you spotted this, Jeremy. You read this one.
2: Eric Mateos, the offensive line coach, who uh, tweeted this. Reluctantly picks up phone to tell fiance we have to change our wedding date. (laughs) (laughs) After the San Diego State game. That's funny.
1: Hey, um, um, we gotta play a game.
2: I know before the season we didn't think we'd have that, but yeah,
1: I can't wait for the retort. Well, can't somebody else coach the offensive line?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, his fiance used to be Tom Holmes' executive secretary. This she knows, she, she gets deal. it.
1: Gillian gets Jillian it. Gillian knows the deal. She gets it. Yeah. All right, today's rise and shout-out, a combined effort presented by Mountain American Credit Union guiding you forward. This collectively goes to Chaz Zayu, who was very vulnerable yesterday, Jeremy, and put out something uh, with the BYU Sports Illustrated writer Casey Lundquist and uh, essentially admitted that he struggled with anxiety and depression and had suicidal thoughts for a couple of months in April when he was going through some really hard times.
2: Yes, mental health is a real thing. We've learned this more from Tanner Mangum here locally. Kevin Love, many others in athletics. So we're thinking about Chaz Ayu. Hope he's doing okay. And to be supportive of those who are, are quiet and don't talk about the issues they face. There are many more
1: around you than you think. Yeah, another hashtag out there of Break the Stigma exists. Let's break the stigma. Not see it as a weakness. Alright, our thanks to today's guest Tom Homo, who was very insightful. Sorry to Dennis, spending no time. Hot air balloon, baby! Or Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Tommy Hudspeth. See tonight for BYU football against Louisiana Tech. Go Cougs!